friends and family had told me that I was hit by a drunk driver while crossing the street. He was going 40 miles per hour. So it is a miracle that I am here today and doing so well. And it is a miracle just from seeing God's grace move in my life and the power of prayer. So I thank you guys so much for praying for me. Yeah, so that night dramatically changed my life in a beautiful way. Even though it was very traumatic experience, it has made me someone who's very strong today and the joy of the Lord truly is my strength. Oh, I wake up every single day just with a thankful heart and I pray to God just for giving us this day because every single day is a gift. I knew that life was short in my head but now I know it truly in my heart that life is way too short. So I wake up every day and I choose joy because I'm going through similar things like as you guys. I am a college student, so I have stress with finals and midterms and homework assignments. And I face depression and anxiety attacks, but God has helped me so much. And I'm not strong because of what I've been through, but I'm stronger because of the one who lives in me that has helped me get through this, to overcome this. So every single morning, I just thank God every single day for this gift of life where we get to come together and just spread the love of Jesus and bring hope to others. And this is helped me so much because I could have been bigger, bitter and angry over this and be so upset why this happened to me but I know that God didn't cause this but he helped me overcome this so I'm just so thankful for that no matter what you're going through in this season God is with you he's always with you and he is going to help you come through out of these difficult trials and tribulations and please always choose joy wake up every single day with a grateful heart because you never know when it's going to be your last I was just like one of you guys living life carefree and full of life just wondering about oh what am I going to eat next or <laughs> about my next test not about serious things like this so will you guys join me in prayer, please? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters in this room. I thank you for blessing us with the gift of life. You're so good, God. I thank you so much for just your way to help us get out of these trials and tribulations. God, let our heart posture always line up with yours, Jesus. And let us never grow ungrateful for this life that we're living. Whether we have a bad day, whether we get a gra bad grade on a test, or things are just not looking up. God, I just ask that you remind us to be grateful and thankful. And that you always work things in our life for our good. No matter what. And whether we go through traumatic events or bad days. Just let us always choose joy and spread the love of God no matter where we go. It's in your great name we pray, Jesus. Amen.
Thank you so much, McKenna. Um, such a powerful story. Um, not just what happened, but how you're living now and the person that you are. So we are going to get our night started. If you guys want to uh, stand up with us. Um, we have two awesome guests here tonight. Um, you guys might recognize this guy, David Wenglartz. He's... A yeah, give him, give it up for David. He's been a part of Alive a lot and uh, super pumped to have him back. And then the one and only Susan Majors on my left. Uh, she's one of the main worship leaders at our church and just so thankful to have her. So um, you guys take it away. We invite you, Jesus. And all your fullness, and all your fullness, God. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. tasted and seen of the sweetest of love when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone you take it all God in your presence Lord listen Holy Spirit
Consume me from the inside. 
find the heart in the darkest place. You're bringing joy, God. You're bringing joy, God. You find the heart in the darkest place. You're bringing joy, God. Bringing joy, God. I can see your head. speaking to you the farthest away from you tonight. I know we all feel like we can be there sometimes. I just pray that whatever is holding us back from experiencing you, that farthest away person, Lord, we just break down that wall in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you just reveal your heart tonight. Feels the farthest away from you. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Without you, we're just noise. presence here, God. There's a power to move a mountain. So thank you for your presence here, Lord.
Ryan, I hope you, I hope you don't mind. I feel like um, I don't know. I feel like I'm hijacking this right now, but I just feel like we're just supposed to just sit in in the silence of the Lord right now. So it might be awkward for the first like 15 seconds, but you'll get over it. So. Well, what's up, everyone? Wow, my voice just got louder. I turned my mic on. I don't know why I felt like I was supposed to pray without a mic. That might have been a little weird, but I tried it. Well, if this is your first time, I hope you're not too freaked out. We don't do that a lot. What's up, Zach? <laughs> oh. Well, I hope you got your phone from there. David, I need to use your stand. Yeah, I promise I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> oh, see, it's not just me. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Hopefully, now that would be really bad if this one did that too. I don't think it's gonna. All right, <laughs> even though it feels really loose. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming out um, tonight. Man, everyone must be studying because there's not a ton of people here, but that's okay. It's quality over quantity or doing something else tonight. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming out. My name is Ryan. I don't think I see anyone new, but if you are new, I would love to meet you. Um, thank you for checking us out. Uh, we are in a series this summer, or this not this summer. I'm excited for it to be summer. Um, <laughs> what is, see, that's what happens when you pray and you enter in like that. Now I have no idea where I am. 
uh, Carol, start praying in tongues for me. Um, <laughs> you're like RDM, Ryan. <laughs> um, my name is Ryan Otto. We are in a series this, this spring uh, semester looking through the book of Luke. We're almost done. It's been a crazy journey with us. Um, we have two chapters tonight, and then we're finishing it off next week. Uh, my buddy Brett is coming to bring the word, so you won't want to miss next week. Um, you think... I you think I'm crazy, he's on another level, so you don't know what will happen. I'm not joking when you say that. <laughs> um, true story. Um, and uh, then we're going to finish, then we have worship on the quad. Uh, the one and only Kyle Howard will be there. Uh, I may have just said that, he's unconfirmed, but I said that in hopes that he would come. So uh, he's here, you know, so hopefully he's going to be there. Daniel Goulet, and uh, we're outside on the quad. Has anyone not been to worship on the quad with us before? Raise your hand. Okay, so a good amount. It's an awesome, awesome time. Uh, the service will be starting at 7 o'clock two weeks from today, um, and it's uh, behind the union, and it's just a, a really great experience. Uh, we get to worship the name of Jesus outside, um, and it's always uh, an awesome time. Uh, this year, we're going to have our senior night that night, too, so our seniors will be sharing, uh, Gabe, Janet, Michael, and Miranda. And then if any of you are seniors and you want to share any advice to underclassmen, um, just that's going to be an opportunity as well. So we're excited for that. So tonight, we're going to continue our series, and we're looking at the series uh, through the book of Luke called The Reason We Believe. And uh, it's been an awesome series, and I, I, has anyone seen the movie uh, The Apostle Paul? It's in theaters, yeah, some of you. If you haven't, I would definitely check it out. Um, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I really liked it because it showed Luke um, and Paul, uh, Luke writing the book of Acts, um, but it was really eye-opening to see their friendship and to see just the character of Luke portrayed. And Luke was a philosopher, he was an investigator, he was a doctor, he was very smart. <laughs> and uh, he wrote this book uh, to a buddy of his called Theophilus. And Theophilus and the church was going through persecution, they were going through hardship. And we say this before every message because it's important as we read the gospel of Luke, which I didn't know was a letter to his friend and a letter to a church, um, outlining and examining and, and uh, story by story, day by day, the life of Jesus, it's important to remember that this letter was sent to remind Theophilus and the church the reason we believe. That when we're going through hardship, when we're going through hard time, when we're doubted, when, when people um, come to um, criticize us or, or um, to say that we're wrong or, or kind of to, turn, to get us to turn back and go the other way, Think about what you would say to a friend, that maybe you would write them a letter, you would explain to them, remember all that God has done in your life, remember who you are, remember all the things that's happened. This is, this is that type of letter. And, and this week, looking at these two chapters, um, there's some kind of crazy advice. And I was, every time we look at these two chapters and I try to see a pattern or a theme, and I'm not sure if I found one this week. So I titled this message, Stay Ready, Be Ready, and Live Ready. Hope that's right, right? Yep, it is. Um, and I feel like the Lord wants to say some things to us tonight. And uh, so I'm just going to pray one more time, this time with my microphone on, and uh, ask him to show up and speak to us and inspire us. So God, I just thank you for all that you've done in this sermon series. God, I thank you for all that you've done this year. And Father, it's crazy that we only have three more lives left, well, two more after tonight. 
And, um, but God, I just thank you for everything you've done. And I pray tonight that you would speak to me and then speak through me, God. I pray that people would not hear me, but they would hear you. Father, I know that there's going to be a lot of scripture spoken tonight, God. And I thank you that you promise that you say your word will never be spoken and come back void. It will never go out and come back empty. So I pray you would go out and it would penetrate hearts tonight, God. It would penetrate my heart tonight, God. And that it would remind us the reason we believe. It would help us live this life day by day for you, with you, and in you. I just thank you for my friends that came out. And I pray, God, that you would move and speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, we want to be a family. Um, we, we really do call ourselves a family. And we really want to be a family. We pray that we're a family, that the Spirit speaks through, that, that, that worship God in spirit and truth. We, we believe that you can't have one without the other. And tonight, I just felt like I was supposed to, God was giving me a lot of scripture to share, so I'm going to go fast. Um, but if, I'm, if you are, are a note taker or a, a picture taker um, or write things down on your phone, I would encourage you. I think that this is one of those nights. I'm not that type of speaker usually. I'm kind of all over the place. But I feel like um, there's going to be a lot of things that I'm going to give you that God wants to give you, but that you're actually meant to go home and kind of read that and pray about that and soak on that with the Lord um, yourself. I think he's going to take you a lot deeper, just you and him. Also, as I always shout out, Mark and Whitney have an awesome Bible study that meets on Thursdays, and they're going to go through these chapters even deeper. There's a lot of content in this, um, so I'm not going to be able to hit all of it. So if you want to learn more and grow more, definitely hit their Bible study up tomorrow at 7 o'clock um, behind the church. All right, so we're going to open up Luke chapter 21, and I'm going to dive in. If you have a Bible, um, feel free to open it up or feel free to listen. I did put uh, more verses on the screen than I normally do um, because I felt like I was supposed to. Okay. So Jesus says this in verse 21. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasure. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said. This poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people give their gifts out of their wealth, but she put, or but she out of her poverty put in all that she had to live on. And 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 I read that story, and I, this isn't a tithing message. This isn't to ask you to give money. Um, that's a good thing. Um, I, I hope you do that. It, it's blessed me. Um, but I felt like the Lord said, "What are we all putting in?" And I'm going to go through a lot tonight, and it might seem like it's not connecting, but I hope it does at the end. Hannah, let me know if I do good on that. Um, I know you like the logical flow, so I'm going to try. Um, <laughs> but what are we putting in? What do we have in our hands? What are we living with in our hearts to give? Because as I've said before, I believe each story and each chapter build off of each other. So why are we starting off in Luke 21? Why are we starting off? With Jesus showing this, telling this story that usually has to do with tithing. You know, that says she gave by faith, right? It's easy if you're rich and have a lot of something to give, right? I like shoes, right? So if God tells me to give a pair of my shoes away, I have a lot of them. I'm probably going to do that. And if I run out of them, then I'm going to ask Naomi to borrow a pair of her shoes because she orders a pair of shoes every, every month at least. Right, Gnomes, wherever you are? Are you in here? Maybe? Or is she hiding? 
oh, that's awkward when I talk about someone they're not in here. Well, hope you hear it on the podcast, gnomes. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it would be easy for me. But if this is my only pair of shoes and this is my last pair, that's going to be hard for me to give. And she gave out of, she put all that she had in. And I just felt like I was supposed to ask you, what are we putting into this life? What are we truly giving? What do we have in our hearts that we're putting it all in for, Weston? Do we have anything that we're doing that for? Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's school right now. You're all in. You're putting all your chips into this degree, this, the, what, what, the job that you're going to have, where you're going in life. Maybe it's God. I hope it's God. But think about that. Is there anything? Maybe it's your girlfriend. Maybe it's a person you're sitting next to right now. Is there anything in life that you're all in for, completely sold out for? That was a question that hit me. I want to say, oh, I'm sold out for you, God. It's easy to say that. It's easy to raise our hands and, and proclaim that. But if I was down my very last penny and God said, give it to Lindsay, she needs it, would I? Think about that. This isn't about money. This is about a heart posture of what are we putting into this life? Because I believe what we put in, we will get out. I believe the seeds that we plant, that we will see fruit from it. We will see a harvest from it. It will make a difference, Lace. Sometimes people notice it and see it, and sometimes they don't. But what are we putting into this life? What are we giving to others? What are we living for? Because I believe what we live for, we will die for. But if we don't know where we're starting and where we're going, we're not going to know how we're ending. This isn't a message to scare you, but it is a message to prepare you and also me. I'm going to say that we're going to speak about some end time stuff because I have to be true to the word of God. Um, but that, that's not to say that the world is ending and the, the uh, meteorite's going to hit tonight or to scare you or any of that stuff. I'm not getting into all that. But, but there is a truth. That one day our lives are going to end. Whether Jesus comes back tonight or he calls us home. One day it's going to end. And that's a sobering, sometimes scary thought. But what are we putting into it? What are we giving? What are we living for? Not from our pockets, not from what we wear, not from what we have, but from who we are in here. I don't know about you, but I want to live by faith. And not by sight. So what do you have, church? And what are you living for? I want to scoot down to verse 14. And when we live for God, we will be misunderstood. When we go after God and we, we put things in and we live radically, Kristen, we're not always going to be patted on the back by people. That, that, friends, if you're misunderstood a little bit, that means you're doing something right. We're not going to live like the world lives. We are in the world, but not of the world. And when we live like the world tells us to live, if we're looking like everyone else and dressing like everyone else and acting like everyone else, then are we us? Then are we us? I, I, I tried to title the message, um, Be You and Live Your Life. But Mariah said that wasn't good, so we changed it. <laughs> she's, you know, she's a real boss. So, um, so we changed that. But I felt like as I was prepping for this message, God kept saying, be you, because everyone else is occupied. 
Are we the authentic and real us? I, I love Kyle, and since he came, I get to talk about you. But I, I love him, and I love how he looks up to Jeremy Riddle. He's an amazing worship leader. But I'll tell you this, not just because he's my friend. If I had a chance to, to sit under and learn under and worship with Jeremy or Kyle, I'd choose Kyle every day. Jeremy's a cool dude, but guess what? He's not Kyle. Kyle has something to offer him, something to offer the world that Jeremy or no one else can offer it. And I love telling him that all the time because God lives in him in a unique way that he can't live in anyone else in that same way. You know, it's obviously you guys know this, but think about this for a second. No one else in the whole world, the history of the world, or every, anyone else who will ever live will have the same voice that you have. The same inflection that you have, the same authority that you have, the same tone that you have, the same pitch that you have. Think about that for a second. You have a voice that no one else can match. And when you live with that voice, as we talked about last week with the authority of God, you will have pushback. You will have hardship. But again, listen to what Jesus says. And remember what Luke is telling Theophilus. I'm picking up in verse 13. This will result in your being witnesses to them. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you the words and wisdom that none of your adver adversa adversaries will be able to, to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. They will put, uh, and, they, and they will put some of you to death. All, all men or people will hate you because of me. But not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will gain life. Another version said, in standing firm, you will win life. And friends, sometimes it's easy to read verses like this when we live in America, and it doesn't really hit home to us. But yesterday, and I'm not, I'm not sure if he's here, um, but I met a cool guy, a cool friend, and uh, he actually gave his life to Jesus this last weekend. Um, and he was telling me that he's, he's from China, and his dad wants to be a Christian, but his, his dad can't be a Christian. That like literally his life and his job and his living is on the line. I'm like, that's real stuff. That, that's real stuff, right? That is, that, that he, if he wants to go to church, he doesn't even have a church in his village or his town. He doesn't, they don't have the resource. I gave him a Bible yesterday and he was like so thankful for it. Like, like couldn't believe that I gave him the word of God. Like that, that's sobering, right? That, that, that wakens us up to not take the word of God or church or doing this or, you know, worshiping uh, Jesus outside on the quad for granted. But when we're contradicted, Michael, when you're in your job next year and your boss doesn't understand why you're praying at your desk before a meeting. And when we're criticized or when people come against us, Lucas, your family might not understand that you just got baptized and that you're saved now. I hope they do, but they might not. Will we trust that he will defend us? Will we trust, again, in Luke 12, 12, that the Holy Spirit will give us the words? Are we listening to him to guide us? And when it happens, friends, don't be ashamed of that. Don't be afraid of that. It says that even family won't understand you, that even family sometimes won't support you. I'm not projecting and putting this on you. I'm, I'm reading the word of God. And, and sometimes... We, I don't get that, right? When I have family problems and they don't get, well, one day I'm moving to Africa. Well, why? That's stupid. That's unsafe because God told me to. 
well, how do you know it's God, Ryan? It doesn't really say that in the Bible, and you know, this, this, and this, and I'm not saying that we don't need people to challenge us or to sharpen us, or we need community and friends and family to help us, but friends, I want you to know that if you're persecuted, and sometimes that persecution can look in a lot of different ways, don't be ashamed of that, and ask Holy Spirit to guide you and give you the wisdoms, wisdom and the words to help you through that. Know what you're putting into the game. I joke around. If Austin's here, he loves to play poker, right? I joke around all the time with him. I said, how much did you win? He's like, hey, man, I got to win money to give offering to the church, you know? Good cause. <laughs> there he is. I can see him. His face is turning red all the way from back there. <laughs> but you know what? When he, when he brings money to that game, he knows what he's putting in. He knows the chips that he's gambling on. He knows what he has. Man, if you can, you <laughs> he's walking out right now. You can't walk out too much because who's going to run sound? Um, <laughs> he's like, I'm turning off your mic. But what are we living? What are we bringing to the table? And when that's tested, will we trust that God has our back, that he's with us and in us? All right, so here, so again, why is Jesus saying this? And I'm kind of jumping around. I'm jumping up to verse 27 and 28. And, and, and when we're tested and when hardship happens, maybe that's even death. Maybe that's even loss of loved ones, loss of friends. Maybe there's natural disasters that happen in this world and that we can't explain. And people ask all the time, well, if God's good, then why would that happen? If God is all powerful, then why didn't he stop that? But do we ever think about all the things that he does stop? I joke around with the sound guys all the time. I said, you know, sound guys might be the hardest job uh, more than my, even mine because you, know, you don't notice them until something's wrong with the sound, right? <laughs> right? And they say, well, why don't you fix it, you know, and do this? Or I usually say that. Um, but do we ever think about all the things God does stop and God does heal and God does fix? And then the one or two things, or I mean more than that, but, and I'm not trying to say the, to, that we don't take that seriously, but God's moving and God's fighting, but we are in a war and crap happens and casualties are real, but we need to know that's not the end of our story and that, that, that there's more to this life than this life. If you ever think about that, and I don't want to be morbid, and I don't, I don't want this life to end, right? Man, I'm getting married in three and a half months. Been waiting for a long time for that. Really don't want this life to end. <laughs> it could end after the wedding one day, but not before. Please, Lord. No, I'm joking. All right. Um, <laughs> gosh. Kyle, you bring this side out of me, bro. When, I'm he when you hear, it just happens. <laughs> Shelby's like, oh, my gosh. Help him. Um, but what am I trying to say? I'm just going to read scripture. Okay. <laughs> so one day Jesus is coming back. And it says in verse 27, at that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your head because your redemption is drawing near. And I love skipping down a couple verses. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. My words will never fail you. And friends, I, I got to be true. Jesus talks about the end of the world. It's, 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 it's important. I'm not going to go into to how it happens or when it happens because none of us know. And 
I don't want to get into that. And some people do, not me. The heart is, what is Jesus saying? I think he's saying, Lindsay, be ready. Because we don't know when this story ends. We don't know when the next chapter comes, Michael. It, it could happen tonight. He could call us home or he could come back and take us home. I, I've prayed that before. I was like, Lord, let me be alive or let me be an angel coming back with you. I think that would be awesome. But, the, man, this is a rough night. It's okay. God, speak. Just please inspire and do what only you can do. Sometimes you're on. Sometimes you're not. He, he always is. Amen. It's kind of like my golf game, but my golf game's always off, right, Kyle? <laughs> so I try to hang out with Kyle, but someone can only help you so much. All right. <laughs> he says, be, always be on the watch. Always be ready. We went to uh, the IHOP uh, International House of Prayer Conference in, in December. Forty of us went. And uh, it was really cool. They really like talking about end time stuff, like a lot, a lot. And uh, I, I persuade and inspire and encourage a lot of the students to come. And they're looking at me like, what the heck did you bring me to? <laughs> and uh, luckily, by the end of the week, some other cool people came. And, it, you know, it balanced out. Hey, you can ask Michael. <laughs> it was a journey. But my point is, even though that I don't fully agree with how they do it and, and how much they do it, I actually love their hearts because they want everyone to be ready that when Jesus returns. We, we don't know how much of this life we have, but I don't often, I, I don't get so scared about when I'm going to go to heaven or how I'm going to go to heaven or if Jesus comes back today, but I get more scared that I'm going to have regrets in this life, that I'm going to go or he's going to come back and I'm not ready. And, and yes, I'm a pastor. Uh, Kyle's a pastor. We work at a church, right? This is our job. But even for pastors, we can lose our first love. We can lose that joy of spending time with him, not to work for a sermon or to, to work for a worship set, but just to spend time with him, to be in love with him, to know him. Today, I was sitting on my bed getting, you know, getting ready and coming here. And honestly, I just said, Lord, open my heart. I just feel far from you right now, God. And I know you love me. I know I have you. But I just feel like we haven't hung out for a while. Have you ever felt like that with him? Or maybe a friend that you know you're friends with and you're cool with, but you just haven't connected with for a while? Lindsay just elbowed Megan, so I guess she's giving you a point, Meg. Sorry. <laughs> guess she wants to hang out with you. <laughs> and I just, I, just started, I just started tearing up, and I just said, God, I miss you. Lord, I want to be ready. This life is fragile, as McKenna shared. I had a good buddy who uh, passed away in seminary, and uh, it was really uh, unplanned for, um, as I guess it's never really planned too much, but it was, it was shocking, and uh, just this week I found out that his, his wife passed away as well, and they were very young, and three little kids. And uh, she would often write to me, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't know her well, uh, but I tried to keep in touch and tried to do what I could do. And uh, her sister messaged me this week, and she said, every week, Heather listened to the live podcast, and it helped her through so many hard days. And I, I mean, one, it's just humbling that she listened to this, because I didn't know she did. But it was sobering that, you know, she's gone now. She's not on this earth anymore. 
I'm sure we all have friends or family or loved ones or people that we know that are gone. But when God calls us home or he comes back to make this place home, I don't know about you, friends, but I want to be ready. I want to be ready by knowing him and having him. Not just knowing about him, but having him as a friend, Weston. Having him as a father and a savior. Whether you've been in church your whole life or this is your first time, know that you can make that decision tonight. And if you feel far from him, like I did today, just ask him to come and warm your heart and remind you the friend and son or daughter that you are. Because he always will. Allie, you've been a living testimony of that this semester, meeting you and seeing the love of God in you and seeing how much you love him and he loves you. He's all over your life. Never doubt that. Man. So this, that was kind of scattered, but why does he start off with this story about putting this coin in? He's then saying you're going to be tested, but don't worry, I'll give you the words. I mean, when we, if we knew hardship was going to come in life and we knew we'd be tested, but we knew our coach, our father, was right there with us every step of the way, giving us the words, giving us the answers, giving us the guidance, then why would, we be, why would we be afraid? And I'll admit that I don't always remember that, but I want to believe that. I want to live by faith and not by sight. And if God says, give your shoes away, I don't want to go ask Naomi for shoes, but I want to give her my, give the people my last shoes. Is she in here yet? Oh, she must, there she is. No, I mean, you missed a joke. I made a joke about you buying shoes. You can listen to the podcast to hear it. <laughs> or Mariah can tell you about it. So we go into chapter 22, knowing that one day this life will end. Knowing that one day a new chapter will begin. And I don't, again, Ken and I was, were praying separately, and she came up to me before service and said, Rye, I feel like your message isn't going to scare people, but it's going to prepare people. And I was like, Kenna, that's exactly what I've been praying. I don't want to live life in fear that life's going to be over. I don't want to go anywhere. But I want to run the race that God's called us to run. And I want to run it for him. Whether it's a good day or a bad day. Whether people are looking at me or no one's looking at me. Whether people like me or think I'm a good pastor or, or can speak well or not. I want to run it for him and live it for him. Knowing that I'm putting all in this life for him. When other people push back, I want to say, God, I can't do this without you, but you'll give me your, your, the words to say because you're in me, and you're with me, and you're guiding me. And when we can remember that and believe that, it says, even though earth and heaven will fade away, my words will never fade away. The things that I speak to you, the things that I've done to you, my promises that I've given to you, they will not fade away. This is his word, his book. It won't come back void. And when we talk to him and he speaks to us, that's real stuff, guys. And that, that's planted in our hearts. And we can have that wherever we go and whatever we're going through. And I wonder if God's given you a word in your life that maybe you have forgotten or maybe you don't believe. He wants to re-invite you to open tonight. You read the email and you saved it for another day. But tonight, Bryce, he wants you to reopen it. He wants you to begin to believe it and step into it.
that his words will never fail. So we go into chapter 22 now, and I promise this is going somewhere, or hopefully I think it is. Um, and chapter 22 starts off, um, and I want to share, it's looking at the, the story of the Last Supper. And, and you guys probably know this. It's the story where Jesus washed his disciples' feet, and he broke bread with them. He said, this is my body um, given to you, and this is my blood given to you. And I was reading this story, and again, saying, Lord, what are you saying through all this? Where are we going? Help me, because I feel like so much is scattered. And I read this verse, and it just hit me with a ton, ton of bricks. It's verse 20. It says, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. And that just hit me. And I, and I thought about, the again, the story of the widow giving her last money. And I said, what am I doing? What am I giving? What am I living, Vitor, for, in remembrance of him? Are, are there any qualities in my life, Carol, that I'm, I'm purposely doing in remembrance of him? In the Old Testament, they, they literally, every time God moved and did something great, they would build these stone altars, um, sometimes big, sometimes small, as a testimony of what God did in that place, in that space. Well, Janet, what am I doing to remember him in my life? Maybe I'm reading my Bible. Maybe I'm praying. And I'm not talking about works or things that we have to do. But is there anything, is there any qualities of the person that I am or, or the things that I'm giving to others that I do out of remembrance of him? And so I want to go through this chapter and look at a couple different stories and give, a, give some things that I felt like God spoke to my heart that I hope and praise blesses your heart. And maybe it will inspire you to do out of remembrance for him. So the first story is this. Jesus uh, starts sharing with them that the king of the Gentiles, in chapter 22 and verse uh, 25, the, king of the, uh, the, the, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over these people call themselves benefactors, call themselves leaders. But you are not like them, he says. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest among you. And the one who rules should be like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? It is not the one who is at the table, but I am among you as one who serves. And I read that, and I knew that in my heart. But I wonder if the first thing that I could do in this life is to serve others. And, and not doing it for recognition for myself, not doing it to be a good leader. But what if we started serving people around us out of remembrance of him? Seriously, every day. We work with people, we live with people. What if I just became a servant? Because Jesus came to serve others. He didn't come to be served, but to serve others. And the world says to be successful, you got to climb up the ladder. you got to go up. Jesus says to be successful, go down. Become humble. Become meek. The strong won't rule the world. The meek will inherit the world. How are we serving others around us? And that just inspired me. I want to serve people. I want to help people. Of course it's easy to do nice things for people when it, benefit, when it uh, benefits you or it's easy to do. But what are we doing for others that are hard, that actually take sacrifice? 
yeah, you can do that for your girlfriend or your boyfriend who you love and, and want to do that. But what about the person at work who drives you nuts? Yes, that can happen at a church too. Kyle's witness of it. It's not Kyle. But there are people at my church who I love who are family that drive me nuts. How am I serving them? How am I being Jesus to them? How am I loving them? Can I just ask uh, all the leaders and setup team to stand up right now, please? Like half of the people in the room. <laughs> I say it every week. I could not have a life and do this without them. They do so much, and they sacrifice so much. Uh, a girl came early today uh, at 6 o'clock, and she saw the beautiful chaos going on that, that we do every week. And they sacrifice. And I just want to say thank you in front of everyone for all that you do week in and week out. Thank you for what is seen, but most of all, thank you for the, what is unseen. Blaine and Lacey, thank you. And Emily, thank you for the things that you buy for hospitality team. Thank you for the, 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 the cookies that you cook and the punch that you make. Social media, Mariah, thank you for every Monday intentionally taking time to motivate us, to put it out posts that will inspire us. McKenna, thank you for posting scripture that will remind us the word of God is real. Small group leaders, <laughs> thank you so much for investing in your small group and taking time to pray and to meet up together and to, to invest Thank you, coaches, for all that you do, the students that you meet with, the leaders that you meet with, the people that you pour into, the, the, the late nights after work that you have. Leah Bice, thank you. Thank you. The live would not be the same without you. Not for your voice of what you sing, we all love that, but for your heart that you live by, for the prayers that you pray, for the culture that you have helped create. Austin and Owen, what would we have with sound without you guys? Thank you. Each week coming in, early days and late nights. I don't want to miss anyone. Joshua, Blaine, and Mariah, my three amazing interns this year, can't even begin to express all that you guys have done. Joshua goes out week in and week out. Sometimes there's one or two people with him or he's by himself on campus praying for people. I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. The band, just thank you for all that you guys do. You don't do it for me. You do it for him. But I just want to say thank you for serving, for giving. Vanna, thank you for running slides right now and the servant's heart that you have. Can we just give them a round of applause? I love you guys, and I mean that. You know I say it to you each week, but thank you for serving. I want to have a servant's heart like you guys. So jumping down, the next one I felt like God said is this. Could we pray and strengthen each other? What if we, what if we served out of remembrance, and what if we prayed and strengthened each other? I love this verse. Uh, in verse 31, uh, it says, Jesus says, Simon, Simon, Satan uh, I hate that dude. The enemy is asked. I don't even like to say his freaking name. Um, Simon, Simon, the enemy. 
Remember that time when I, who was here that one time? Do you guys remember that? Should I sell that story, Shelv, or no? <laughs> one time I got so pumped up, and I didn't want to say his name, and I just said, that stinking douchebag. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shoot, did, I, did you get that in film? <laughs> don't, don't look at that. <laughs> All right, anyways, I don't even want to say it. All right, so <laughs> he says, Simon, Simon, that, yes, that guy, um, is, is wanting to sift you like wheat, wanting to take you down. But I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail you. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Guys, isn't it amazing that Jesus prays for us? I mean, seriously, Jesus is in heaven right now, Janet, praying for us, praying for the calling on our life, praying for what we're living for, praying for the family that we're going to have, praying for the people that we are. He's praying for us, Zach. I mean, think about that. Let that sink in right now. Jesus loves you enough that he's up in heaven praying for you and at the same amazing time, Haley, living in you. I, don't ask me how it works, but it works. That he's in heaven praying for us, interceding on our behalf. And then he says, Kundai, when hardship comes and you feel like turning back, stand strong. Strengthen those around you, David. Even if it takes being silent and being a little awkward, strengthen the people around you. And pray for others. Seriously, what if we strengthened and prayed for the people around us? And what if we did it again out of remember to him, out of remembrance of him? We do this for communion all the time, right? We go to church to remember him all the time. What if we started serving people out of remembrance of him? What if we started strengthening and pumping up people and encouraging people and praying for people out of remembrance of him? I don't know about you, but, you know, <laughs> I, was a, I was a landscaper, and I, I didn't like it, and I got paid to do it. But then when, like, someone from church asks me to come help their lawn or, or mulch their yard, I love to do it. I love to do it because I'm choosing to do it. What if we choose to help people and encourage people and pray for people, not because it's a Christian thing to do, but because we are remembering him, because that's what he did, and that's what he does do for our lives. Let us remember him. Again, do this out of remembrance of me. What if we live our lives, Caleb, out of remembrance of him? What if he's our legacy every day we wake up? Not the school that we go to, that's important. Not the sport that we play, that's important. Not the people that we have in our life, that's important. You're important. <laughs> really important. <laughs> but what if we live out of remembrance of him and he is our motivation he is our MO for the reason we wake up every day. Number three. Sorry, Mark. I thought of you, and I know this is too long of a list, but I got to give it. It's my last time speaking this year. Live a surrendered and obedient life full of love and faith. Live a surrendered and obedient life full of love and faith. The next story in this chapter, we see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. I'm sure many of you know this passage. It's right before he comes and he gets arrested and he's going to hang on a cross. And even Jesus was nervous. Even Jesus, I think a little bit was, I don't know if he was scared, but he was something that wasn't pleasant. <laughs> Read what it says. Jesus went out as, as usual 
to, to the Mount of Olives, and, and his disciples uh, followed him. Um, on teaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into te- temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but your will be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound fun. But I love his surrendered heart and his obedient heart that said, Lord, Father, not my will, but your will. If this is your will, can there be another way? But not my will, your will. What in life is God calling us to do that, is, that might not be easy? What in life is God put in, our, put in our paths that we want removed, that we don't want to go? But what if the way we go actually leads us into our destiny? That helps others walk in their identity and destiny and freedom. That, guys, this journey of life isn't always going to be easy, and I know you know that. But do we believe that when hardship comes? And if he calls us, do we go? John 5, 19 says, I only do and say what the Father is saying and doing. If he says go, do I go? If he says stay, do I stay? If he says get on your knees in this grocery store and pray for this woman, would we do that? And would we be a fool for the people and the most of all the person we love the most? I don't know about you, but so much of my life, I was so afraid of what other people thought. I was so um, always thinking about what other people thought. I had no idea who I was. And I just, was, I just followed the leader. I just acted like everyone else did. And now, guess what? I'm on a journey of being a fool for the people I love. I'm, I'm on a journey of being a fool for my father who I love. And I want to be radical and have a heart that is fully surrendered, but also fully obedient to him. How in your life is God inviting you to do that today? Jesus didn't have to go on that cross, but yet he did for each and every single one of us. I would even say he didn't want to go on that cross, but he did out of love for his father and out of love for us. And when we do things out of love, it isn't always easy. It isn't always something that we want to do, but when we do it, Out of love, that's what makes it so powerful. If it was easy to do, everyone would have done it. But what are we doing that isn't easy, Weston? But it is what we're called to, and we're doing it out of love. Do that and see the legacy that you leave. All right, I got two more. I'm going to try to go quick. Love others with a radical and selfless love. So in that same uh, story, Later, he, he's come, and he, uh, he's being arrested, and a guy, uh, Peter, actually the same, Simon, comes up, and uh, he cuts off one of the guard's ears that is trying to arrest Jesus. So these guys come to literally take him to jail to, to kill him, and Jesus lets them because he knows the calling. He knows the destiny of his life. He knows what it's going to bring, the freedom that it brings. But Simon, not fully understanding that, wants to protect his master, his, his Lord, who he loves. He cuts off the guy's ear, 
And what does Jesus do in, in verse 51? It says, but Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and he healed him. I mean, think about this. Someone's coming to arrest you. Someone's coming to hurt you. And your, one of your good friends <laughs> hurts him, attacks him. And then you just stop and you pray for them. Let that sink in for a second. Are we living, maybe our coin is the selfless love to others. If we treat others how they treat us, what does that do? And I know this is something hard. But what if we live in a way where we love others with a radical and selfless love? That when someone attacks us, we pray for them, we heal them. Now, I'm not going to say if someone attacked me or, or someone attacked someone I loved, I would let them do that. We're not saying that at all. But I think there's a truth in here that captivated my heart. Are we living again just like the world, or are we living like Christ? I think when Christ was attacked, he prayed for others. When Christ was hurt, he healed others. Are we living with a radical and selfless love? Number five, the last one. I know you're happy. Thanks for laughing. <laughs> a little awkward. Stay true and be you. Don't deny him and don't deny you. Stay true and be you. Don't deny him and don't deny you. When Jesus, after he was arrested, he was brought in front of the synagogue rulers, the Pharisees. They were questioning him. They were criticizing him. And they said, are you truly the, the son of God? Are you, do you truly call yourself the Messiah and the Christ? Jesus answered, I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the son of man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. And they all asked, are you then saying that you are the son of God? And we replied, you are right in saying that I am. Guys, right there, he could have got out of it. Right then, he could have said, nope, I'm someone else. I'm Kundai Mugabe. <laughs> I'm Kundai, peace, in the Middle East. <laughs> I'm out of here. And he would have been, been gone, scot-free. But when he was questioned, when he was criticized, when he had an out, he stood true to who he was and to what he was called to be. He didn't deny his father because if he would have denied himself, he would have denied his father. When we deny ourselves, guys, from walking and living in the identity and destiny that God has called us to, we in a way deny the one who created us. We in a way deny the one who has given us this gift of life to live. Again, I come back to that first story. What coins are we putting in? What from our heart are we living this life from? And are you being you? Because again, everyone else is occupied. Everyone else is that person. Are you the one and beautiful you that God called you to be? And when you're questioned, and when you're put on trial, and when you're persecuted, because that happens in different forms in this country, will you stand up for the God that gave you the job that you have? And will you not be ashamed to talk about him or to live for him, even in a workplace? Yes, appropriately and respectfully, 
but will you stay true to who he is and who you are? Will you trust that if your job is that upset about it, that he will get you another job? Because he can create any job. But you believe that he gave you that job, Mark, and that he means more than that job. And will we stand true to who he is and who we are? So friends, I want to encourage you and ask you, what are you living for and why are you living? And these are five things that I don't know about you, but I do, not just because I'm up here. I want to start serving people out of remembrance of him. I want to start strengthening and praying for others and encouraging others, people around me out of remembrance of him, not to be liked or just to be that guy, but I want to do that because that's what he does for me. When I'm sad and I'm down, who encourages me and inspires me? He does. Well, I want to do that for others. I want to live life with a selfless and radical love that doesn't love people like how they love me, but loves them like how God loves me. I want to live life in an obedient way, in a surrendered way that God says, do this and do this, that I don't have to do it, but it's an invitation to do it. And I want to be obedient. Yes, sometimes it's fun and exciting, and other times it's nerve-wracking and hard. But if he says, do it, do I trust him in that? And will I live that way out of remembrance of him? And will I stay true? And love and be the one and only Ryan Otto that he created me to be. I love Kyle. He's one of my groomsmen. I think he's really cool. But I don't want to be him. He's taken. Michael, you're taken. MJ, really love her a lot, but she's taken. That'd be kind of weird if I wanted to be her, but you know. <laughs> We're all taken. Will we be us? Will we be thankful for the people that God has created us to be? Because when we are our true selves, we reflect his nature. We reflect his heart in a radical and real way. Will you pray with me? Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you for all that you've done for us. God, I know this message was jumbled and kind of all over the place, and I pray that something stuck. And I also pray, God, anything that was of me and not of you would be washed away and forgotten. But God, I do pray that we would start living out of remembrance of you. That we would be like that lady that puts the last things into the jar knowing that we have given it all to you. That our lives and our wives and our husbands and our families and our hearts, we're giving it all to you. That you are our security. That you are our comfort. That you are our hope. God, I pray that I would not just talk this, but we, we would walk it. It's easy to say in front of a crowd with a microphone, but God, help us live it when no one else is watching. God, I just say right now, if you call me to Africa, let me go with arms high and heart abandoned, knowing that that's my calling. If you call me to stay here in Champaign and be a crazy, radical college pastor for the next 20 years, let me stay. Not because I have a good job or it's comforting or I make money, but because you've called me to do it. God, I pray that we will be your hands and your feet, that we would serve others, that we would pray and lift others up, that we would uh, strengthen others and live radically with a selfless love towards others, God. Father, I pray that we would live with hearts that are surrendered 
and full of your obedience and love. Can the band come up here, please? And God, I just pray that you would help us stay true to who we are and who you are. In Jesus' name. really weird doing without the keyboard but hey tonight's the first can I get that stand bro (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll we'll go ahead and have the band just come on up yeah So I think right right now what we're going to do is um, Dale is going to sing a song over you. And um, if you guys know it, great. Um, if not, just receive what the Father has for you. And so David and Dale.
Uh, this is the time we're going to actually uh, do ministry time. Um, coaches and leaders, uh, I encourage you to go ahead and go on to the sides and stuff. Um, this is the time where we're going to get vulnerable and real where we're at. Um, the Lord's put a lot of stuff on our hearts. He's also stirring a lot right now. Uh, have you been in a place where you feel like you've compromised, like you're not living the fullness of who you are as a son and daughter? Um, there is freedom. And, you know, the Father right now wants to bind up any of those lies and things that are hindering you, make you feel like you yourself are not who he says you are. Because his opinions, his words, his love is all that ever matters. You have a calling on your life, and tonight's tonight for you yourself to make sure when you leave here that you're empowered by him and only him. So you can live that out every day of your life. Because nurturing comes from what he nurtures you so you can live out your daily calling, to live out your life calling. So now we're just going to go to that time of ministry and stuff. Um, and I just encourage you guys to come and just be vulnerable. Still call the sea to stay 
Jesus, I pray that you would break any hold, any hold on our lives, God. That you would free us to live, that you would free us to live in wholeness and health and joy and peace. Break off any lies that we're listening to that's not your voice, God. And may your truth come, may your truth come now. I feel that some of you here tonight have been listening to the lies of the enemy. And he's saying no more. Jesus is saying no more. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear, God, Jesus, Jesus. God, shake it off of his God, yeah. 
nation, that they would rise up and they would call you Father, Son, and Holy Spirit forever, oh, forever, forever. Because you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it, Jesus. of his presence, the peace of his love, and of his joy in who he's created you to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
we should do that song. <laughs> Ryan, do we have time for one more? Yeah? Okay. You guys ready to press up a little bit more? Oh, 
pray for every heart that when they leave this place tonight, that they would take your tangible presence with them, the power of your love, the power of your forgiveness, the power of your mercy, of your compassion, and they would wreck this campus, they would wreck this school for you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Never looking back, never looking back, no.
Ryan, get up here and pray us out before we keep going, bro. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Father, that is the cry of our hearts, God. To be reflections of your hands and your feet and your heart, God, to this world. That heaven would come down through each and every one of us every single day that we live, every single day that we wake, that we will be a reflection of heaven that when we speak, it will be your voice. When we move, it will be your body. That when we serve, it will be your service. And we do this out of remembrance for you, God. We do this out of remembrance for you, God. I pray heaven would come down on each and every single one of our lives. I feel like the Lord's saying that instead of going and trying to change the world, let me change you. Let me bring heaven to you. Because as I change you and I bring heaven to you, you will then bring heaven and be the change that this world needs. So God, I pray that you continue to have your way with us. Continue to have your way with me. Change us from the inside out, we pray, God. Change us from the inside out, we cry, God. From the inside out, God, let your heaven come down and live in us and through us, Father. I pray, God, that we would be your hands and your feet, that we would be your voice, that we would be your light, and that we would be your heart. Change us, God, from the inside out. Let us be ready. Let us be ready, not just for you to come down. Let us not just be ready for this life to end, but let us be ready every day of our lives for heaven to come down for heaven to shake this world and shake this life through each and every one of us, God. I pray that we will be bold as lions, God, and rooted in your love. Yes. I pray that we would roar with your love, that we would roar and that heaven would shake lives with your love. Break down the walls of our hearts, God. Break down the walls of our lives. Break down the walls of religion and law. Let heaven come down. And let us live our lives out of remembrance for you every single day. All in, all in, just like the woman. All in, God. Every last penny, every last heart heart motive, every last dream, all in, we give it to you, God. We give it to you, God. We give it to you, God. All in, right now, all in. In Jesus' name, we give it to you. We give you the dreams. We give you the fears. We give you the mistakes. We give you the good things, the bad things. All in. All in, Father. Let us be reckless, abandoned, radical in love with you, God. Let us give away what has freely been given to us. Let us love, for they will know we are Christians. They will know we are of you by your love, by our love. So I thank you, God, that we don't need to pray and ask heaven to come down because heaven is here because we are here. And heaven is here and we are here because you are here. Help us believe that and help us receive that, God. We love you.
And thank you for first loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we give it up for the band guys and Susan and David? And we love you guys. This is weird because I'm not looking at you, but uh, I love you guys. And uh, we will see you next week for our last night at the arc of the year. Have a great week, guys. Bless you.